Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of this show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, the Let Your Woo Woo Show community. Today, I have a very, very special guest to share with you. Her name is Anne-Margaret Redding, and she is a spiritual channel and medium and a relationship coach. She provides support to others on their spiritual journey through her community that she started in New York in 20, uh, 2001, sorry, in her yoga studio and continues online. Herself and her husband, Anthony, have traveled and worked on five continents and 50 U.S. cities on a philopentric, philopathic, we've been through this, you got the word, journey to help others to alchemize their pain and trauma and raise their vibration with the direct help of spirit. And I can tell you right now, if you are listening on the podcast and you are not getting to see this beautiful woman's face, um, you can see her, not only is she physically gorgeous, but you can really see her heart through her eyes. So I'm excited to um, chat with you today, Anne Margaret. Um, my first question for myself and the community is, um, what is channeling and how did you start? Like, how did that start? Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. And what a beautiful introduction. And, uh, you know, anybody who listens to you obviously gets that you attract people that are like you and have such huge hearts because of the frequency, the vibration that you have. So I really appreciate you having me here to share what I do and just to bring this very strange like phenomenon uh, to the public more so because it is very outside the box. So <laughs> to answer your question, what is this channeling? I want to preface this entire interview by telling the listeners <laughs> that this girl is such a skeptic. Okay. I am one of the biggest skeptics and I believe, so I bring your skepticism to this conversation because the skeptic I believe is such a gift as a teacher to investigate things further so that we can feel like we have the answers we need to move forward. It's not a hindrance. It's not a bother. Bring your questions, bring that skeptic. And the skeptic in me had me when I first started practicing yoga to over 20 years ago, not put my hands in prayer. I wouldn't bow. I wouldn't chant Om. I wouldn't do any of that because I needed to know why. I wanted to understand why I was doing these things, it had to make sense to my logical brain. So to now be here 20 years later as a channel and a spiritual medium, and having had a yoga studio for 18 years in New York City, I've had quite a journey. I bet. Quite a journey. And uh, I'll say also for people who are more of the religious persuasion, I was raised as a very devout Catholic in a very strict religious home. And in, uh, in high school, I started attending more than one church. I had to go to mass, of course, every week because you couldn't negotiate that. But then I also wanted to study other religions, other cultures, other faiths, just because I was drawn to it. I had a little bit of a spiritual nerd who just wouldn't, wouldn't kind of zip it, you know, so I had to entertain her. And, um, and once I moved to New York City and started, and I learned how to teach yoga, and I learned about the chakra system, and the chakra system is simply a very subtle energy body that impacts all aspects of our lives, why we are the way that we are, why we behave, or why we have the emotions or the patterns in our relationships, or physical patterns, why we have them, where they began, and then how to restructure or reframe them by using neurological awareness of shifting your brain and really sculpting your brain. So it's a very logical scientific approach to shifting aspects of our lives. And I bring all this up to kind of introduce the channeling because when I began teaching yoga and began teaching about the chakras, there wasn't a lot out there about the chakras. I had one book 
nothing was online. I, re I really didn't find anything of substance. I was introduced by a woman who was incredibly beautiful. She was a healer, just very influential in the beginning stages of my work and introduced me to the chakras. But from there, it was like, you're on your own. And when I began studying and teaching this, I wanted to teach it as soon as I learned it because I really needed to learn all that I teach. I really needed to learn it. And so as I learned it, I wanted to share it with my students because I just thought, if this is helping me so much, the chakras provided such a framework, an accessible framework, that regardless of what religious background you had, what skepticism you had, it could all make sense in a very scientifically grounded way and be absolutely tremendously uh, reverent uh, reverent and and mystical and go into all those little woo-woo areas that we like to explore but still be grounded so i would teach but most of my lessons most of what i got was what you would call a download i know that you say that you get those too stephanie right i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and drop down the head and i'm just like where okay that i sound wise not me though. <laughs> Exactly. That is how it began. And I would teach and I would have these moments where things would fly out of my mouth that I was definitely not responsible for that were incredibly profound esoteric teachings that I was learning from as I was allowing it to speak through me. Oh, okay. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Because I wonder if anybody else on this journey has had that same thought. It's kind of like, okay, I just said that. Do they all think now that that's how I live? Because that was new. That was advice right. and not even, so thank you. Sorry to interrupt, but you just resonated. No, no, not at all. It's a conversation, interrupt anytime. And it's like, it's like a, you feel fraudulent almost because you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't me. And I think more people than we think really have this experience where either they're counseling a friend and they're saying something, and, and I say God, but you can say universe, you can say source energy. I, I'm a trained interfaith seminarian as well. So I, I went through two years of interfaith seminary to study all the world religions with my husband. The first two years of our marriage, it was an amazing experience. So I'm really not triggered by whatever word people need to use. And I invite who all who's listening to take responsibility whenever I say God and interpret it the way you need to. But I say, you know, I, I feel God speaking through me. I feel God speaking through me when I'm counseling a friend, when because I'm not coming up with this brilliance. I know I'm not. So that's how it started. And also, I'm a musician and a spoken word artist. So whenever I would write my art and, and write the lyrics and the music and the poetry, I would have things come through me that were so way too easily channeled. And so that was another experience for the artists out there. And I know you're an artist of hair, like there's some beauty that comes through you. And are you a singer also? Your voice is so gorgeous. Uh, I am actually gonna take a uh, voice lessons soon. I sang as a child and then I closed ah, my okay. chakra down and you know, all those <laughs> stories. At some point I will do a podcast where I just like a couple where I tell my story, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, because you're, Thank yeah, your you voice. That's a recognition of my voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the voice is very powerful, and I, I hear it in yours for sure. It's so good you're doing a podcast. Uh, but this, so I would, I would channel through my music, my artistry as well. And then uh, things turned very drastically about six years ago. And uh, here's where we have the dun dun dun, right? The sound in the background that I had been teaching at that point about 14 years. I had, uh, develop my own programs like for teacher trainings and I, I my specialty has always been the chakras that's always been my obsession and teaching my teachers that I would prep to teach yoga and to do Reiki and to you know I use a lot of aromatherapy and that kind of thing too but teaching them how to directly access that channel that we all have that I believe that as children we have uh, just absolutely purely where we can pierce the veil of that spirit world so easily you hear children talk about seeing loved ones who have passed or connecting with with spirits and or even like now there's so much coming out about past lives whether you buy that or not like kids talking about well I was this person and they're three years old and they're giving details about going down in a plane in world war ii and like the name I and saw that interview a couple oh times. my gosh yeah I get chills because I I mean I don't know I can't prove that any of this is real it's it's very much outside of our 
realm of being human. And I think that's part of the brilliance of our being human is that we can't prove love. We can't prove God. We can't prove these things that we don't touch or taste, feel, see, smell, et cetera, with our five senses. Right. It's such a, a mystery. So like I was, I would connect my teachers with their divine capability, their sovereignty to be able to channel through their own unique experience, their divine teacher within, and be able to tap into that universal energy, that universal consciousness, so that I wasn't just creating like an assembly line of mini me's. Like I'm very aware that I just have my experience, but they have their own unique experience. We all do. That's what makes us so incredible. So that's what I was busy doing and helping other people doing. And then six years ago, everything started shifting. Uh, I was having a conversation with my husband one morning and he asked me a question and I'll never forget it. I had this feeling of my heart like lifting, my chest like bowing upwards. And he, what he asked me, I knew was, was a yes. And I said, ask me that again, you know? And he asked me it again. And my chest did this involuntarily. Now, I don't, I've never experienced an, a seizure. I've never experienced anything involuntary with my movement. Uh, so that was weird. And then he would ask me a question. I said, ask me another question. And then my head would shake left and right for no. And I've never been into channels. My husband has listened to like Abraham Hicks. If you guys know about Law of, Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks and, uh, or Bashar, there's some other channels out there I've never been into it. Like I listened to Abraham Hicks like 20 years ago for 30 minutes and was like, this is cool, but it's not, it didn't really appeal to me. I really like things that are grounded in science. And I was just, that was way too woo woo for me. <laughs> yeah, you too. My <laughs> hand raised here for the audience because I'm like, yeah, I am like logical brain centered. And so yeah. the thing for me is like, I've got, to, I love it when it's like everything clicks and it's like, oh, I've got science to add to that. Yeah. Oh, now I'm like, perfect you know so that's I right that's right you know if we if we really do come from that place that everything is god and that god is in everything mm -hmm. then science should be able to match these esoteric principles it should be able to explain it and through our metaphysical research in the last 40 50 years we are now seeing things proven in science that really help us tether those skeptics out there like us we need something like that and um and the chakras are so amazing because if the first time I saw chakras, I was like, oh, how cute. You know, they've got a little rainbow, red to purple. Oh, isn't that sweet? And I was, I would be an eye roller. Like, and I was a little snotty about the whole thing. Cause I was like, I don't, I'm not somebody who's going to like go jump through rainbows with you and just feel good. Like I want to make sure that whatever I'm experiencing has a lasting logical impact on my life. Like increasing. I think I found my soulmate. <laughs> like attracts like I had a feeling right <laughs> yeah thank you thank you and it's like you know with the chakras after I started studying the chakras I was like oh it's all frequency and I get it so red is a slow vibration violet is a fast vibration that's why the red is associated with our root chakra our physical body our fight or flight mechanism all of these things that help us accept our physical incarnation our density, having to inhabit a physical form. And then the violet is our connection to that oneness, that crown chakra, that ability to tap into those higher frequencies. It makes sense. And I'm only scratching the surface, obviously, because of time, but that is why the chakras appeal to me so intensely, because I'm only telling you one aspect of that, but it there were so many layers that made logical and scientific sense as far as vibration is concerned, which is why our website is raise the vibration. Like we understand that it's rooted in science. It's not just woo woo fly through rainbows, you know, like whatever, feel good. And it does feel very good. So I, I've kept you on a little bit of a cliffhanger with six years ago, <laughs> but six years ago when I started having these involuntary movements, then my, my hands, I don't know if you're familiar with mudras, but mudra is just a fancy Sanskrit what, name. What do you mean hands. mudras? Ah, you're pulling out a book about I'm mudras. I'm pulling out a book here for the ah. audience. I just picked up a mudra um, oracle deck yesterday. So before oh, wow. our session, I actually just did, um, I did uh, the mudra um, just for the audience. It was a spiritual truth mudra, which is the one I drew. Um, and it shows a hand position that you can do to help open up um, your uh, 
your heart chakra as well as your crown chakra. So Beautiful. yeah, yeah. So for the audience, highly recommend it. Please continue, and Margaret. Wow, gorgeous. Uh, synchronicities. I mean, we have to listen to those, right? That's beautiful. So you probably know more about mudras right now than I did six years ago, even being a yoga teacher when this started happening to me. I knew the basic mudras from yoga. I knew the hand positions. I never, I know that they are related to meridians and more of the, the, the wisdom that comes from the Chinese medicine of being able to understand the meridians in the body. And that is really how the chakras plug in as well in, in medicine and scientifically uh, rooted. But I really didn't know much about mudras besides that, like put your thumb and your index finger together and, you know, or these different really cool mudras that we see in the sculptures from I had traveled to India, I traveled all over the world and I, I experienced this, but not in my body as much, right? So I started, my hands started involuntarily being thrown into these very unique mudras. It wasn't just like your thumb connected with your finger. It was a very specific, um, like the thumbnail pressing into the side of the index finger at a very specific place or, or I can't, I can't really demonstrate it on a podcast where we're just hearing this, but the, the finger and the thumb positions for my hands, it was like, it was almost like, you know, I'm going to sound very trite when I say this, but you know, in like the dance world where it's like pop and lock, you know, it's like very yeah. like sudden. It's like my fingers were like popping and locking. Like it was that much energy where I, I was like, what is going on? And I wasn't doing it. It wasn't like flowing into this mudra, like peacefully. It was like, it was like intentionally, it was percussive. It was like really very percussive that my hands would start going into these and it didn't hurt. I could control it. So I wasn't like, oh my God, what's happening to me? Like I could stop it. It wasn't like a seizure because I did go to my best friend from birth who's a medical doctor. She's a DO and she is, she is a specialty and she's a special surgeon. And I said, okay, I got to tell you what's going on with me. She said, don't go to a doctor about this. They'll say it's a seizure and it's not, it, you know, you can control it. There's something else going on. I don't know what it is, but this is going on. There's something else. So when it would happen for one yeah. second, anytime they yeah. tell you when they don't know what it is, that <laughs> nine chances out of 10 is spirit. <laughs> right. No, right. When, when yeah. they can't find what's going on. It's like you said, it's the chakras, the meridians or spirit. Yeah energy or something. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Totally no, that. no, please. You don't have to apologize for interrupting. No, I, I appreciate that because yeah, it's like something outside the box of what they learned. And that's what I think is so awesome about my best friend, uh, Mary, is that she is so indoctrinated in this Western world of medicine, being a special surgeon. And yet she has, she's so expanded. She has, has a heart of gold. So that was a huge source of support for me at that time, because, you know, my body, and then I would lay down at night or when I, whenever I'd relax and it was like, my body would do these repetitive motions where my jaw would move or my neck would move. And I know people listening are like, oh my God, she's possessed by the devil or like something else. I have to say, like, I, I was so curious about this and you got to understand my skeptic is the undercurrent for all of this too. So I was like, what is this? But every time it would happen, it would feel like I was shaking out trauma, mm. old trauma from childhood things or recent trauma from a very stressful day. It was shaking out trauma from my body. And I am very, very blessed because my husband of almost 14 years is a Kundalini yoga instructor. Kundalini, when he first took me to Kundalini, and those of you guys don't know Kundalini, I called it Kundalini when I first started doing it because it was so weird. And like you do these very repetitive things, everybody dresses in white and wears turbans, you know, you don't have to when you're practicing it, but all the teachers typically dress this way. And it's repetitive movements that was apparently downloaded in India, where only like the higher castes would practice this, like the elite class. Mm -hmm. So when Yogi Bhajan took this wisdom, these um, Kriyas, they're called, which is just like an exercise, brought them to the States, they're kind of upset about this because he was giving this to the public. But what it, what it would do, these, these um, movements, Anthony, my husband, would be like, they're, it looks exactly like this Kundalini Kriya that you're doing. So I had this Kriya kind of channeling through me without knowing, like I had been to a couple classes and I kind of knew the gist of it, but I was not a Kundalini yoga practitioner by any means. So this was affirmed by him and helped me understand what this was because it was weird. Wonderful. 
And it, it's something that would happen anytime I would allow it to. So I wouldn't be like in the middle of class teaching or in a meeting <laughs> with for my business or something, and it would just happen. I would step aside, go home, relax, or just, you know, just lay down. And then it would automatically just begin moving through me. So that was the second stage. So that was the second stage. So how long was this happening in the stages? Well, the, I felt, I feel like the channeling and the initial channeling is something that most people experience. Like we'd started with that. I consider the first stage that was my whole life. Like I, I experienced that, but especially when I started teaching, you know, and then when this started happening, it was six years ago and exactly a little over a year ago is when it evolved to the third stage of, of this channeling. Wow. So a year ago, uh, we were all on lockdown, remember, right? Lockdown had just started in the beginning of March. And, um, and I was, you know, we work from home anyway. We had a New York City yoga studio for 18 years and a wellness agency there, like serving the five-star hotels and working with all of the, the more higher-end clientele in New York City now. And we let go of our yoga studio and sold it a couple years ago. Uh, because we couldn't, we wanted to move to Colorado to be closer to my parents and also be in nature a little bit more. And we could still run the agency from here. So we still have that agency in New York. Uh, so we were working from home, which was, which was good for us. I know that was really tough for a lot of people, but we were working from home for the most part, even though all of the hotels shut down in New York. So we had a lot of downtime, but I was doing the dishes like a normal person in my kitchen, even though I can't stand doing dishes. I usually ask my husband to do them. I was doing dishes. My husband was working on something in the next room and uh, I had been getting migraines for a couple of weeks, like pretty intense migraines. And a lot of people who are more sensitive will suffer from migraines. They'll suffer from picking up other people's energy or just the energy of the collective, et cetera. And it is, a, it is a symptom of sensitivity. So those of you out there who suffer from that, there are very specific things you can do to help you with that and to process a lot of stuck energy that's in the body that's creating that. Uh, I was having, and I don't usually suffer from migraines. Like I, I'll have an occasional headache every once in a while, but very rarely. But for a couple of weeks, I had had this ongoing on and off mild to medium migraine in intensity and my legs all of a sudden I'm doing dishes started getting super wobbly like almost like wet noodles like almost like I couldn't stand like the like I was losing I had lost the bones in my legs and um this might seem weird to listeners obviously because it's weird but for me I had been traveling all over the world I visited spots of of high intensity vortices all over the world where Apparently, the spiritual energy is heightened from Peru to Brazil to India to Africa, all over the place to be, even Sedona in our own country and in the States, a lot of different places and studied with, with spiritual masters who, who channel higher frequencies. And, and it's been an incredible experience. That's what we prioritized to study this. And whenever I was in these places, I would have a very similar reaction physically with my legs getting noodly. So I knew like something was going on. And all of a sudden, when the, the legs started getting noodly, I turned off the, I got out of dishes and turned off the water. I got out of dishes and I walked a couple steps and I, I just had to lower to the ground. So I lowered to the ground and Anthony saw, saw this and he came over, he knows I'm sensitive. He knows I have a, a very sensitive, like a heightened sensitivity through the channeling with the, the mudras and the movements in the body and everything like that. Uh, but this was obviously something different. So he came over and sat down. He's like, are you okay? I said, something's happening. I don't know what it is, but I feel like something really big is happening. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this is where it gets really weird, everybody. So put on your seatbelt. I closed, my eyes closed, but my eyes kind of looked up to the right side of the eye socket toward the right brain. And I'll explain why in a second, because I figured it out finally, right? And my, my, my mouth kind of wrapped around to the left side of my face. So I've got my eyes looking up at the right brain, my, my face kind of wrapping around to the left to speak out of the left side of my mouth. And then this voice spoke through me that was not my own for two and a half hours straight. And we just took notes. It was the most wild experience, obviously, we'd ever encountered. And yet the wisdom that was coming through was unlike anything I've ever heard from a human, Un unlike anything. And I study, I study immensely the spiritual masters. That's my life work. And what was coming through was something that was speaking from a higher consciousness. It had a very specific accent, you know, it was a weird accent. 
it would laugh. It had a sense of humor, which I was like, okay. But apparently as I began learning about channels, a lot of the channels actually have very, they have a very joyful approach to them, which, you know, this was all very weird for me, you know, but I'm, I'm conscious through the whole thing. So I'm hearing all of this and I, it really just feels like an out-of-body experience. It feels like Anne margaret is sitting to the right of my body and I'm just kind of stepping aside going, okay, go ahead, just speak. And, you know, the, the eyes looking up to the right brain and the mouth wrapping around to the left side, our right brain is our receptive, feminine, creative side. Our left brain is where I usually resided, you know, having a mathematician as a mother, an engineer as a father, like they were both teachers, they, you know, on a collegiate and high school level. So I wasn't allowed, I mean, if I keep- you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like if I came home with anything less than an A in math, I was grounded because they're like, you've got us. You have no excuse. So, you know, my left brain was had a lot of attention, but through the music and the creativity, the right brain and looking up there, the right brain controls the left body. So it made sense to me in reflection that, you know, my eyes are looking up towards the right brain and focusing on that energy there and allowing it to speak through the left side of my mouth. It was wild. And so that was the very first experience and it lasted two and a half hours and we made a ton of notes and- Oh, I mean, I'm so glad that your husband was there too. Oh you know what I mean? Just to witness it just yes. and that he was so open to it. Like I have a yeah. I have such a supportive husband um, yeah. and he's so beautiful for me because he keeps me grounded and I appreciate him. And I've listened, I, through my spiritual journey, I am driving him crazy um, <laughs> because I have so much shifting and growing and I'm so like, I've, you know, just compared yeah. to what I was, I'm so open. Right. And <laughs> so, and, you know, and it, hey, he has no choice if he wants to stay married to me, but to be open to in a way. Um, and so we've gone through like little resistances recently or whatever. And, uh, I, so I keep consulting, you know, the cards and my, and my pendulum and everything. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. He's my man. I yeah. get it. I'm yeah. his woman. I get it. But I really, <laughs> I, I know that he's there to support me the whole way through. I have no doubt about that whatsoever, but I can't imagine him if I was like, <laughs> If I was, <laughs> I like, I can't help but laugh because if I was having an experience like that, I could have to go to the hospital. I don't think that it would be like, let me get the pen and paper. This is like your version of Abraham, you know? Which is, <laughs> and Margaret, it wouldn't go down like that. It would not. Oh, girl. I mean, honestly, if this happened 10 years ago before we had like a graduation for the movements and everything, I don't. I mean, the way that things happen in our lives, and I know everybody can relate to this on some level, timing is so everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is everything. And we have so much grace pouring through our lives in different ways and, and so much help from the unseen forces in our lives, whatever we believe that is, or whether it's just other people and, and what they're doing or how they're holding us and energetically. But I mean, I, I think that this unfolded exactly the way it needed to, because I don't know if I would have been okay. Honestly, I think I would have been like, uh, check me in, like maybe. And even, you know, even honestly, even now with everything I know, all the research I've done, even in the last year about channels and, and trying to understand more. So like, I'm trying to find who has this similar capability. Like I know of a handful, a that's it. But there's got to be more, Margaret. Ann. There's, like, there's got to be more. Sorry, there's got to be more. Yes. Like, um, just the fact that myself and you are two people sitting down, and although I um, wouldn't call myself a channeler, I also wouldn't not call myself a channeler. Do you know what I mean? That's right. That's so, right. There's uh, various, you know, yeah, various yeah, like it, Just, it just open to it, and uh, I know for myself the. Um, and I'm going to do this on a separate podcast uh, because I, I want today to be focused on your story because I just love it so much. But I've had two experiences that I did not, something spiritual was going to happen. Something beautiful was going to happen and I wasn't ready. And I completely scrambled my way out of it. And so <laughs> That's yeah. the only way I can describe it. And I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave the listener and you hanging on exactly what happened. Okay. However, um, that's for a future episode. So you get Ooh. to hear that. But um, yeah. no, but seriously, so you must have been in a place where spirit knew you were open enough. You were open enough. Um, so I wonder, are more people right now opening? 
is my question. You yeah, know? that's a great question. I would say absolutely 100% without mm -hmm. any doubt in my heart, they are. We see it globally right now. We see it everywhere. And people, and, and what's, what's so incredible about the messages that have been coming through is that because I'm like, why? Like, why are you coming through me? Like, I mean, you know, my friends, my colleagues, my students, even some of my family members, I've had the family members though have tried to paint me as insane, like, and question my sanity and tried to smear it to my parents, my, my, in, my um, in-laws or my, my extended family. I mean, that has been really a quite very sobering personal personally challenging aspect of all of this. I mean, I definitely have more empathy for my friends who are gay, who had to come out of the closet. This is like, this is very, this has been a terrifying process for my to ego. Speak your truth. Like to yes. speak your, thank you for your ego. Like to speak the truth, your truth, right? Yes. And, and to um, openly and yeah, it's been a challenge for me as well. I get it. I totally get it. And I'm yeah. sure there's listeners here who are, and if I want to say to the listener, if you are on the cusp of a journey and you're, you are afraid to speak it, I will say, um, just from your, like knowing you now and your experience and knowing myself that it's going to stay disturbing inside if you don't <laughs> speak your truth. Cause that's what it was for me. Like there was a disturbance in my heart for years. Right. And so the, the speaking of the truth is scary, but it's so cleansing and so grounding and just, it needs to happen. Now I'm not saying that everybody needs to go on podcasts like myself and you, <laughs> right? but, um, you know, if asked about it, I say to the listener, if you're ever asked, give your truth, right? Like your truth is everything. Mm. Don't know where that came from, but just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so, it, that is, it's so powerful also because, but what something has to die and it's the old identity. It's the mm. old identification with the egoic glorification rather than the soul's opportunity to emerge. So that is, uh, that made it very simple <laughs> to stay in the closet. Cause I stayed in the closet for six years. Like I told very wow. few, very few people about this. And when this started happening, I knew I had a choice. I knew I had a choice before me. Like so many of us do when we were face to face with a purpose of some kind that presents itself. And we realize we went through that trauma. Maybe it was sexual abuse. Maybe it was, we were in a war zone growing up and we wanted, I mean, I'm just watching this beautiful documentary on like Audrey Hepburn and like how she lived the rest of her life, the second half of her life and gave back through UNICEF. Like there is a, there is a time where we have the opportunity presented to us uh, where we, our soul is like, yes, this is it. Are you ready to take the leap? Mm. And, and I was like, no. <laughs> No, because I had established myself for 20 years as a, as, as, as a grounded, <laughs> logical, spiritual teacher. And to take this next step, I knew could shatter that mm -hmm. reputation in a second. People yeah. going, oh, I always knew she was crazier. What happened to Anne Margaret? Because she like just jumped off a cliff. She lost her mind or, you know, whatever people will project onto you is their projection. But here's how I made the decision. I had a choice. I could either come out of the closet and serve my purpose. And how I see it is serve my God-given purpose, my God-given gift, my purpose in the world to help others in this way. And it is massively healing. Or I could stay in the closet, serve my ego, serve humanity in a way that was serving my ego and getting the affirmation that I desired on a very human egoic level. Mm. And when I realized that, I'm like, well, there's really no question here, is there? You're either serving God or you're serving yourself, your ego. Mm -hmm. And and um, and so I thought, oh well, okay, <laughs> you know what I said. It, it was very clear there. I mean, it was very clear. What do you mean it wasn't scary? Like I was terrified. Yeah. I mean, I had all kinds of egoic death going through this, but I know in teaching about the ego for twenty years, mm. I know that any time the ego goes through that death, and what that what I mean by that is like you're seen in a certain way, and in the next moment when you speak up about something, maybe it's online. We see the polarity like crazy on social media right now. If somebody 
questions the vaccine or questions Trump or questions Biden, like they get thrown into a camp, a camp, an identification camp, and then people will invalidate or cancel them for speaking their truth, even though they're not necessarily associated with that camp, they will be pulled into it because of people's very polarized perception of the way that the world is right now. Black and white, you know, just That's that right. whole uh, right and wrong. Yeah, 100%, you know, without any of the connecting without any of the the gray and uh yeah i i 100 hear hear you and margaret on that i 100 mm -hmm. hear you because i feel like um when it comes down to it that for me i think that i've been seeing a lot in my life um to those who are very close to me as maybe a a bit of a challenger or uh when you get to know me really well or or a rebel like i'm always coming up with yeah. you like, i'll never agree with you but it's not that i don't agree with you i right. just i'm just like for me it's like perspective you know it, it's yeah. like okay i love your perspective there have you thought of this um and even for myself like i do that internally I, i'm just i just think perspective um, it's it, when we're in our ego, it's very earthly, which is great, but that's yeah. what we're here to have is an earth journey. But in order to get perspective, we've, you know, to lift ourselves up to the thousand level view of yeah. everything. I mean, for the, for the, as, as the much, the most truth that we can get, if you, I don't know if that, that makes any sense at all, but that's yes. how I feel about it. So I, I couldn't resonate more with everything that you're saying. Yeah. So in the end, yeah. did they, uh, like, in the end, would you say you had the majority of your people, however you want to define that, your tribe, your family, whatever, um, have you had the majority of your people be supportive? Um, or have you had the majority where you're still waiting for them to come around? Well, I think a little bit of both. Uh, I, had, I had more support than I ever anticipated. I had people say to me, the most shocking response was, I'm not surprised at all. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not surprised? I'm channeling this voice that it's not mine. Like, I, this is weird. What do you mean you're not surprised? And they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not. Like, you're, you, I've been in your classes. I've heard you counsel, like you're a coach. Like you do, you have all of this capability to pull through this higher wisdom. I'm not surprised it graduated to this place. And I'm, mm. so that's the most surprising response. And I have had that as a majority, uh, the majority of the people respond in this way. There are people who are very close to me in my immediate family even who I just can't, it's just too much. And, and, um, and I totally respect that. I mean, I've gone through so much in my lifetime, you know, like we all have where we, for me, it was speaking my truth around spirituality, my connection with God, what I believed I was here to do. And in the face of in the face of, of um, having to steer my own way and not be a, it would, my life would be so much easier <laughs> on the outside if I had just stayed the course, remained devoutly Catholic, you know, you know, followed in the footsteps of what came before me. But I had all of these things kind of hijacking me in different ways that I knew were trying to steer me onto my own path, mm. you know, and and that's what is the most challenging part of our being human is our separateness. We want to be a part of the tribe. It's one of the most devastating, fearful places that we can come from is being ousted from the tribe. And I experienced that in my own family was even disowned for a couple of years because I had veered away from being Catholic and kind of like the separate separateness uh, that I experienced very devastatingly in my own life and my own family but I realized, and it wasn't, it wasn't out of something really super negative or anything. It was just like, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I can't understand what you're doing. And people believing that it was more in alignment with something negative or dark or demonic or, and I was like, okay, that's, and, and going through that process, my own self taught me so much. I mean, that was like eight years ago. Yeah. I was an adult. <laughs> I was an adult. It was only eight years ago, but I had to go through that process myself and my own life, my own family to have the courage to come out to the quote public or the world and be like, you know what, if I got through that 
And I had to wake up every single day because I went through the most devastating emotions, as you might imagine. Uh, and I had to wake up every day and I could either try and gather evidence that these people were wrong and how they were relating to me, which never leads us down a path of peace. Like, I mean, I could have gotten a hundred people to sign an affidavit saying, this is the wrong way to be, you know, like, I mean, it was very black and white, very painful, but I knew if I woke up every day and had that as my agenda, I would be building resentment and anger and the divisiveness between myself and these individuals. So instead I chose to wake up every single day and this was not easy. And I said, you know what? They're doing the best that they can. They think that they're doing right and that they're loving me in, in the way that they think that is the right way to go. You really and Margaret protecting you. That's right. And protecting me. And, and I, I could not, ignore all of the beautiful aspects of these individuals because of what they were doing. They were truly doing what they thought was right. And so by waking up and saying, you know what, I know these people love me and I know, you know, they're doing the best thing that they can and, you know, and, and best in my interest, but I had to wake up every day and say, and I love them. And I know that one day we will have a resolution. And we did. So, I mean, it, it's, and it was on your earth journey. So that's beautiful. <laughs> It, yeah, so we're gonna have it like out, you know, outside the earth journey, you know, everything's gonna be fine. But on you right. know, during this lifetime, it doesn't always happen that we reconnect. So that's beautiful. Yeah, it was an absolute miracle. But I really feel like you know how things happen so perfectly in a time that that needed to happen in my life in order to prep me for the fear that I had around going public because you know people in public shame me or think I'm crazy or whatever. Uh, that was nothing compared to the closest people in my life going through that process first. <laughs> so, so I'm like, bring it on, whatever, you know, let's do it. <laughs> it's really funny because um, you just made me uh, have a realization. Actually, it just clicked. Um, I remember when I had uh, my first, I guess, awakening uh, moment, and uh, I'm not going to talk about it here again, you, you know, cliffhanger, um, but hey. I remember coming downstairs and telling my mom about it the next morning, and uh, and mom said, she listened to me so beautifully, mm -hmm. and she said, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody else about that. Now, she believed me. Yeah. She, to this day, she wholeheartedly believes me. Um, but I didn't keep it to myself. I did tell a few close people and everybody close to me that I told didn't doubt what happened because it's certainly like yourself. It's not, that's not something I have never, um, I had never been a part of any organized religion at all. I never grew up in any church. I grew oh. up in a lot of churches. I used to go to Sunday school with kids, like in all the different denominations, you know, just oh, wow. who doesn't like Sunday school and play. And I was four years old and there were cute boys. And yes, I loved <laughs> boys at four and, um, you know, and, and popcorn and all that stuff. But anyways, other than that, religion for me was um, just something that was totally out there, not here. So anyway, she told me, don't tell, don't tell anybody. However, we had a conversation when my grandfather passed away and, at, you know, in between the funeral home, when everybody's gathering and everybody's doing their thing, um, my aunt had had her husband pass. So she'd been visited by her husband. Mm. And so she was telling stories about that. And mm. mom said, I, I, it was so heartwarming to me. This one little thing, mom said, Stephanie, Stephanie, tell your story. And for me, it was just like, wow. Okay. So it's almost like a full circle moment, you know, yeah. where I, I was just like, okay, I always knew she believed me and it just, what it is, is she needed to know that I was safe. Mm -hmm. to tell mm -hmm. my story. She yeah. needed to know that I was going to still be accepted to tell my story because I'm her daughter and she yeah. loves me more than herself even. So, you know, I, you just brought up that moment for me and it all came full circle. So what a mm -hmm. gift I just had. Thank you. Oh, Thank that's you. beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. I think more people have experiences that they're not talking about, that they're not sharing because there's such a deep fear of being ousted. And, yeah. and at one point in indigenous times, we did need the tribe to survive. We did need the tribe to eat and to be protected from the elements and, and to be taken care of. And that, that tribal belonging was essential to our own physical survival. And we do still carry that in our spiritual DNA, things passed on into this lifetime where we do still have that fight or flight you know, ability to sense danger and sense fear, but it usually gets triggered in 
ways that are more threatening the death of our ego. Yes. Not our physical life. And so part of this, the most amazing part of this journey, I think for me, aside from just the weird phenomenon uh, that I, I constantly even question my sanity every day. I'm like, are you like, are you totally great? Like, what is seriously, like, I'll even check in with myself like all the time uh, because I, you know, and I think I'll just get over that one day, but like still my skeptics is like, are you really sure? Like, really? And you know, I'll test myself. And, but I mean, that's, that's my normal, that's my process, you know? But one of the, I think the most amazing thing of going through this is the messaging that keeps coming through mm. and whether it be one-on-one -on -one channeling for somebody, or, you know, I have a broad coaching practice where I coach couples or I, co I coach people on the, on the verge of starting a new business, uh, having, being an entrepreneur for, you know, 20 years and having a successful brick and mortar business in New York, I help people really connect with what it is they want to do. That doesn't seem super logical, but there's a calling there too. And, and so with bringing the channeling in with my coaching now, is incredible because I can, I can check in in a way where it just happened. It happens all the time. It happened with a, a client of mine this morning where something came through from a past life and her mother just passed. And the things that the sessions that we had leading up to her mother's passing, I didn't know her mom was going to pass consciously, but because of what had been channeled through me and what I was sharing with her through my own personal coaching, she was readied she was readied. And then after the passing, we're able to connect with that spirit because I am a medium now and which blows my mind when I hear it come out my own lips because I connect with the people who have passed on or other spirit guides and everybody having that one main spirit guide. So I have people ask me and work with me one-on-one -on -one, or we do group channeling where they wanna know the name of their spirit guide so they can dialogue with this energy because so many people feel their loved ones around them, but they go, show me a sign, prove it to me. And we get stuck in this like very childlike game of, oh, there's a cardinal. Okay, well, I know my mom, or there's a butterfly or a penny or a dime or whatever it is. And, and that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if we can, the messages that keep coming through is, where's the faith? Because as soon as you have the faith and the knowing, you're, you're going to be able to interact in a more intimate way other than, oh, there's mom, you know, oh, there's dad. You're going to be able to experience their influence in your life still because they've only left their physical bodies. Mm -hmm. People who die, most of the time, I've actually never encountered a loved one who has passed, who has moved on completely yet. They will stay around to be with their children, to be with their, their parents, if it's a child who goes first. They'll be there because where they are now in the purpose of being in spiritual form, their purpose in physical form, they had fulfilled that. And they, they wanted to experience the death that they had. They wanted to experience the traumas that they had. Their soul wanted to come in and have this experience. And here's where it just continues to blow my mind when this, these messages come in, because the main, the main message is I'm here to heal your relationship with you. I'm here to heal your relationship with being human, this human journey. And I'm here to heal your relationship with God because it's been hijacked and bastardized and it's been dressed up in all kinds of false idols. So those three things and reframing, like, what are we doing here? Mm. Like, what is the purpose? Are we just here to suffer through our misery and get to heaven? Like that is, that is, it keeps coming or through. Go heaven. Can you imagine? Right. Going through, like, you know, as Eckhart Tolle says, like to have this pain body and then to go through that and then have no heaven as well. Right. I just, for me, right. I'm like, well, like, why are you even here? <laughs> yeah well that's that's the big misconception that keeps coming through is like you got I'm here to help you guys because you guys kind of you, you I've created you with free will you guys all have free will you're doing things you know you're creating misery in the world and you're creating beauty in the world you're creating everything and within those extremes but the main purpose of even this life like is kind of just it's kind of passing over our heads, you know, it's like, whoops, missed it, missed it, missed it. And because it's, it's, you know, I had a mathematician as a mother, I love formulas and the formulas that keep coming through are like this plus this equals that. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Europe. Be words? Will it be words like like yes. creation plus evolution equals? Oh, uh, kind of, kind of. Oh, yeah, okay. that's what's gonna happen to me. I'm not even kidding you. I'm really? like at night every so so I know. Okay, I I do this coaching corner every Wednesday night on Instagram, and honestly, wasn't expecting a plug here, but I'm gonna plug <laughs> it now on the podcast because why not? Of course, yeah, I'm, why not? At Stephanie Russell Coach on Instagram, but every Wednesday I go on at 5:30 p.m. Eastern, and those nights, which was last night. I honestly, I am every single time I start channeling because I guess my throat chakra is so open Yeah, and it, I'm in so much in my purpose. And I think what it is, and is a gift from spirit. Spirit's just saying, I'm going to, cause I love knowledge. Yeah. And so spirit is just like, we know you love, love, love knowledge. Thank you for doing your part today. Here's what you get. And it'll come up with these weird connections, just like not numbers though not numbers, right? connections with language and just, you know, uh, like the interpretation of the 5D dimension, like all that kind of stuff um, Uh that I may have asked for a week before. Like, like, can you explain to me what this 5D thing is? Cause Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, is it a gift that I can have? And then I'll have, you know, I'll be up all night and they'll, I'll get all these visualizations and this plus this equals this. Um, and I'll wait, I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. So I made a deal last night with spirit. This is true. I made a deal last night with spirit. And I said, listen, so I also need sleep. So here's the (laughs) thing tonight. I'm going to trust you that I don't have to get up and write this down. I'm going to trust you that you're going to give this to me again, or I'm going to wake up, either I'm going to wake up and remember it, or I'm going to be giving it again. Because this whole like being up in the middle of the night and like every time, every Wednesday, breaking my sleep cycle, right? And, and just trying to make sure waking up again and writing it down, waking up again and writing it down. I'm just like, okay, so in the positive side of this, and Margaret, this morning, I remembered everything. So spirit agreed. We have, we have a, we have an agreement now um, <laughs> where, where I'm going to get the downloads and I don't have to get up. And I don't have to write them down. I can peacefully go to sleep and I will wake up, either wake up with them or I know I'll get them later. So you are so like lighting me up today because I'm having all these like connections here. Well, that's it. I mean, it's the synapses too in our brains that things light up. Like we, we, we had this beautiful movie called the matrix, right. You know, and, and that like blew people's minds. Right. And, and it's, it's so interesting that that concept and and what they did, the Wachowski brothers in that movie is fascinating and seeing if you can see that grid of like everything kind of weaving together, Mm -hmm. that represents our oneness and being able to tap into that higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And what's very confusing about being human is that we are both connected and we are separate. So we have this parallel paradoxical duality that's happening all of the time within our own experience. And this is very hard to reconcile in our own life. Like how do we, how do we be separated from others and yet still feel so connected? And really the key is that we are here to experience. We're here to experience, have experiences and experience the good stuff, the bad stuff, all of the colors of the spectrum, because you know, we try to avoid pain, we try to avoid grief, but if you think about an, a painter, you know, if they're limiting all the shadows in the painting, it's a very flat image. There's no dimension, there's no richness, it's a very boring painting. So if we can, as humans, more fall in love with the whole spectrum, the gamut of the emotional body, and and how pain is a teacher, and how we are here to experience, life becomes very different. So experience is number one. The second thing is we're here to grow. We're here to evolve, like have a point A and grow to a point B and have, it. it's never a straight line, you know? It's like what we think life is and like, you know, that little scribbly thing that's like point A to B, like it sits all over the place and goes to B. And that's really how life feels, right? So it's, it's the journey, it's the growth. So we're here to experience and to have that journey of growth. And then the third thing is, we're here to create, period. We have free will. We're here to create. And are we creating or are we allowing ourselves to be like the pinball in that pinball machine, getting knocked mm-hmm. from this to that, to this, to that, to this, to that, by circumstances, by other people's behaviors, by whatever. We forget the sovereign aspect to our free will, which is we can create so much more of our reality than we realize. A hundred percent. 
No, I had uh, took us off track with um, you talking about your mom being a mathematician and <laughs> how that affected you. And so um, how is how did that affect this journey, her being a mathematician and your your father being, you know, an academic as well? Yeah. Well, I think it really impacted me in a beautiful way. Uh, I have amazing parents. My parents are like, they are so, I was very, very blessed with my parents being so devoutly Catholic, devoutly good people into service, into their kids. Like they, they did come to everything. Like they were so incredible. And I'm so blessed to have them. They're 80 and 84 next week. My father's turning 84 uh, in two weeks. Uh, but I'm very blessed uh, to have these parents. And, and also it's been a point of lots of pain because man, their daughter is just not a devout Catholic. She's this big weirdo who like gotten all this stuff. Like, so it's painful on both ends because I can't, I don't get I don't get the affirmation from the two people I want more from than anyone else in, in the world. They're mm -hmm. the heroes for the child. Always the parents are the heroes and parents listening. You are your, your kids heroes, whether you know it or not, you know? So having my parents be such good people and be so brilliant. I mean, they're so, they're both entrepreneurs, very successful in their own right and their own businesses too. So like I had amazing parents. I have amazing parents. Thankfully, they're still here on the physical realm. Uh, but how it impacted me on my left logical brain was like, it really sculpted me to see things in patterns. And as a result, through my coaching and through my teaching, I've taught a workshop on the chakras for 18 years. And I, I integrate this wisdom into my one-on-one -on -one coaching, obviously, as well. But it helps me to have these formulas to plug in any trauma. And I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I guarantee you there's no trauma out there that I have not encountered. I, I guarantee you there's no trauma out there that I have not encountered that I have plugged into this way of, of the formulation and the methodology that I've, I've developed over the last 20 years that does not come out the other end in a very empowering, liberated way. Because to express our own truth, we need to figure out our own tuning like an instrument. And no, like I always say, I always use the metaphor of like, you know, I, I'm a pianist. I play piano. I train in classical classical music and no two pianos tune alike, but most of us kind of walk around and we, we we're pianos, but we pretend we're violins, you know, <laughs> we're miserable because we've rejected the essence of who we are in our own instrument. Like we just, yeah. like, we shouldn't be this, we should be that. Once yeah. we accept that we're a piano, it's pretty phenomenal if you ask any piano tuners, no two pianos tune alike. Not two in the entire world ever. They all have their unique tuning. And like pianos, we have those notes within us that need to be adjusted, that need to be tuned every time. And then we have the ones that stay in tune always. They, they next, next to never have to be adjusted. We have the ones that go flat a little bit and the ones that go sharp or the ones that kind of pluck out a little louder or need to be plucked harder so that they can be sounded more. So we have all these dimensions to our own frequency, our own unique tuning. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. We have to learn practices so that we learn techniques about how to be free with that instrument. And then the last piece is, you know, that artistry of being alive. We want to be alive and to create within you know, that artistry. So I think most people forget, I certainly do from time to time now, but I forgot a, a heck of a lot when I was younger that I'm creating my experience. Mm -hmm. I'm co-creating my experience, you know, and we forget how much power we have. I love that. I love that. We are so powerful. You're right. And even actually just to hear you, um, like to be on this receiving end of, of, of you and the information and what you're, this gift you're giving. Um, I think it's such a beautiful thing because you can see your power, even through the, even through the little bits of those, like, yeah, I, I, you know, they were, they didn't understand me. They, it's still, there's this power within you. And I just, I absolutely have to say thank you for many reasons. Um, one of them being right now, I'm actually uh, working on a confidence course myself for women because my journey on this earth is to help young women. And I know that, mm. um, this is a passion project of mine, the woo, you know, and if the let your woo woo show becomes a way to make income so I can help more people, 
perfect. Um, but in the end, the only intent is to, is to uh, be, you know, a safe place for people to experiment with things. Like you said, like, I mean, we, we, we cannot, we don't know our tuning until we experiment with so many different things. Right. So whether it be experimenting with yoga, with all the different modalities of meditation, all those things, whether you um, I don't know if you want to step out and try tarot or, you know, astronomy or astrology, astronomy, too, if you want, whatever. Um, but yeah, like just finding your way through it. But what I'm learning uh, when I'm searching for women who are in their own power um, and, and in the end, it's, it's those who are speaking their truth and who are doing it bravely. And it's not without fear because that's just not possible. Um, you know, we're, we're human again, back to that tribal mind. It'll always be there, uh, wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked, wanting to have be accepted. Um, but I think it comes down to the first accepting yourself, which you've said here. And ultimately, um, I, I hear you with your parents uh, and I'm sure because me and you, we can't be the only ones in this conversation. So same thing, I have beautiful parents and, um, and I have a wonderful husband, as I've said. And one thing I know about my parents and my husband is they are here to teach me to love and accept myself. They are not, they love me and accept me themselves, but they are not here to be my uh, cheerleaders. They are here so that I learn to love and accept myself so that I can help others to love and accept themselves without the outside validation, because, you know, they don't always validate me in the way that I would love for them to. And now the difference is I don't expect them to, that expectation is not there anymore. So there's not this, like, there's not this uh, tension in the relationship anymore because of that. But, you know, that takes time and it takes experience and I'm still not there yet. Like I'm but a baby on this journey. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, I think I'll be but a baby on my journey wherever I am, you know, like it's just part of being curious, right? Like I, the curiosity of a child, but um, I want to say a beginner's mindset is, is the best place to be. So I find right? that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that so much and I appreciate your time. And um, I want to give the reader a little, um, I want to, uh, the listener, sorry, I want them to be able to connect with you. So um, you have an Instagram that is raise.the.vibration. Is this correct? Yeah. And then you have a website, raisethevibration.com. I took a little visit on there. You have some amazing um, courses there that uh, and dates coming up as well. Um, so for the listener, I, I mean, I am sure you're loving this conversation. So don't hesitate. I have never regretted anything that I have done education-wise. Um, if anything, it's part of the journey, the curiosity, the knowledge. And I mean, it's obvious, and Margaret, that you have so much to offer and share. So thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, you're so welcome. I feel so blessed to have you on here today. I really do. Um, I think it was as much therapeutic for me as it was for anybody listening. I just, I just I so feel that. Um, and for a little fun piece, because I'm a big podcast fan, which is why I started this podcast. And, um, you know, don't worry, listeners, I'll switch it up at some point when it starts to be predictable. But um, I have this little thing where, you know, it's like those questions at the end, the rapid fire, but it's a scenario. If this was Groundhog Day for you, but the best Groundhog Day ever, not like the heavy Groundhog Day from the movie. So you got <laughs> to repeat the, you got to repeat your best day ever. What would it look like? Oh, that's such a good question. And it's such a hard one. Wow. Because <laughs> the first thing I'm like, do I go to my wedding? Do I go to like, you know, those monumental days? Honestly, the sweetest the sweetest moments right now that I'm experiencing because uh, you'll get a different answer I'm sure if you ask me a yeah. year from now but the sweetest moments right now are are really precious with with my husband and with my parents right now so I think those those precious conversations knowing and being fully sober to the fact that life isn't forever that life is life is impermanent in these physical bodies i do believe that energy lives on in our spirit our soul does reincarnate i do believe that now after all these years although i can't prove it 
but I, I think that those days that are just the simple ones, being in nature, being outside and being with the ones you love and, and doing, I mean, this channeling, doing what I do with channeling coaching brings me so much joy and it's so healing. So a mix of a day, just like that. Sounds beautiful. I do have, I do have to, I do want to clar- clarify a couple things. Uh, what would you eat? Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to include food. Uh, oh I'm a Taurus and I, I have Taurus and Capricorn and my son and my moon. So yeah. I'm all food. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I would have to eat Ethiopian food. Ethiopian food is my favorite food. Like, oh, it's- I haven't tried it yet. Oh, it's so good. It's where you eat it with your hands and you peel, peel off the injera bread, like, but it's not bread like glutinous. So you can eat it, you know, gluten allergies, but it's all like, you can get all vegan stuff. And I'm not a vegan, but I, I love, love that food. It's my favorite kind of food nice. layered in spices. And it's the spice that kind of like gets you like really awake and your brain bubbling. So like, I would definitely have Ethiopian food. <laughs> Okay, so next step, uh, note to self, Ethiopian <laughs> restaurants in Newfoundland. I wonder, I think there is one actually just opened up, so I'll have to- Oh, uh, you gotta go. Now. It's okay. a romantic experience too, because you're eating with your hands. So it's it's lovely, I love it. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I'm not afraid to get dirty. My dad used to call me pig pen. I just, <laughs> it's, it's like dirt attracts to me, like, yeah. So, uh, but I, do, I remember the first time I ever had Indian food. It was the uh, first okay. time I can ever say I got high on food. Like that, yes. you know, so I'm wondering if it'll be like that. That's well, exactly it, yes. Okay, that's great. Um, it's shout out to all the Ethiopian restaurants out there, or, you know, depending on how far this podcast go to how many ears, I'm sure we're going to get, uh, they'll get their share of abundance now. Well, <laughs> and Margaret, uh, I just want to say thank you so much. Like, thank you so much for sharing your gift. Thank you for not being quiet about it. Thank you for not keeping it to yourself. Um, the world needs more people like you, like they, we need more people who, um, are prophets. Like that's the word that keeps coming up for me is, is profit, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who can speak to people at the, at the level that they need to hear it, you know? So thank you so much for being that. And thank you for being on this and thank you for all that you're going to do in the future, which I know is going to be huge things. And we will definitely be connected again. And we will definitely have to do a part two to this interview. Oh, it'd be my pleasure, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the listeners too. Keep speaking your truth. Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time.